from the Finley Toyota Studio, uh, hey. it's Cofield and Company. Hey, I'm walking here. With Steve Cofield. Hey, where's the freaking gabagoo? Uh-huh. Don't make me get the... On ESPN Las Vegas. Super Bowl week is here. Lots of NFL news. If you missed it earlier, last two head coaching positions filled. Lovey Smith, Texans, former Raiders coach Dennis Allen is going to run the Saints. We saw Mike McDaniel hired over the weekend by the Miami Dolphins. Ari's here in the Finley Toyota studio. So is Willie Ramirez. In about 15 minutes, we're going to go down to Radio Row in Los Angeles to kick off our coverage all week long of the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals. Adam Hill will be in. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Nice job over the weekend by the Rebels, Lady Rebels. A straight win. It was a uh, late night start in Logan, Utah. Wonderful place to visit. Although I will say it has gotten better, Willie. I don't know that you've been there, but uh, it's basically, it it felt like a dry town the last couple times I went up there. Uh, This time around, uh, some new joints to hit. I think they uh, they got rid of the old uh, whatever it is, 1.1 ABV nonsense. It was like 3.2. Um, so you could drink real beer. Only negative. Still oh, like boy. 20 degrees in February. So I, I took one long. That wasn't a long walk. I took one walk up the main drag mm. to get to the watering hole. Mm. And uh, that might be the only slight negative. My body's adjusting with all I've, you, know, you forget all the Mountain West. No tilt cities. Up there. There was no, you know what they didn't actually, the tables were not on a tilt. That's good. Like Allegiant Stadium, so beer wasn't just pouring on the floor. Nice. Unless you had one too many and then you tilted the table yourself. Yeah, then you can start. Ari might have done that the other night at, at Kira's going away party. Right. The one that I wasn't invited to right. and three people right. showed up for. Yes. And you actually just paid for part of the party and left because that's the kind of guy you are. I had to get home and work. And so, yeah, but I did leave a nice donation. Number five. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We, we kind of strayed there. That was my fault. We strayed. We strayed. Uh, Lady Rebels. All right. So, Lady Rebels win a straight game, 18-4. and four, alone, My Lady Rebels. Bro. Alone in first place. Uh, Lady LaRock was on the press box this morning, which they had pushed the, uh, the, the Vegas is an evil place angle a little more, but they did talk to Lindy about trying to recruit to Vegas. And it's always been this thought that you can't get players to come here. Lindy LaRock this morning on the press box. Especially in recruiting, you know, and with the young women in particular, that, that is still like the notion of Vegas of, you know, Oh, I got to send my daughter to Vegas and the bright lights. And, you know, I think uh, obviously for our program, it helps that I was born and raised here. You know, one of our, other assistants, Mia Bell, we went to high school together and she's been here the majority of her life. So we can, we can speak to like, well, you're going to be okay. You know? Um, and most of the time, once people get here, they, they, they figure out what we all already know is that it's, it's a small town with the lights of the Vegas strip and in one little area. And outside of that, it really is a small town or, or any kind of other cities. There you go, Linda LaRock this morning on the Press Box, head coach of the Lady Rebels. They're 18-4 and four now. Next couple of games coming up on – let me get the right schedule here. There you go. Uh, on the road against Boise on Wednesday and the back home, San Diego State, 2 o'clock start. Come on, show up for these games. Again, that's February 12th. Lady Rebels hosting San Diego State. So, you just blurted in there, 
my Lady Rebels. You've taken ownership of this. You're the you're the expert. I was thrown out last week that boy, she's doing really well. They're going to have a tough time holding on to Lindy LaRock. And you started tw- uh, texting me, tweeting me, emailing me. You're like, she's not leaving. Okay. I want to hear this. You, Adam, the morning crew, everybody thinks that she's going to leave once they she puts this uh, program back on the map. She's going to go back to Stanford. Tara Vanderveer is going to retire. First of all. Whose voice is that, by the way? What are you talking about? I just was. I just did. I that. Just did uh, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, general yeah. dork guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Terrible sports take guy on women's basketball. What was Desiree's goal that she didn't accomplish, but it's still the school's goal? Get rid of every coach over fifty. Make it to a power oh, okay. five. Eric Carper, his thing is get to a power. <laughs> Sorry. And I've said, you've said, we've yeah. said that it all relies on what Marcus Arroyo does. I have come around. I believe that he has the program going in the right direction. I don't think that the UNLV football rebels are going to be in the national rankings anytime soon, but I do think that they're going to go to a bowl game, and I do think that what he does with the program is going to help, and I think that Kevin Kruger at some point is going to do enough to where it's going, and I think Lindy has already done that. So, if UNLV, if UNLV leaves the Mountain West and goes to a Power 5 conference... And she, in the meantime, builds this team to be a Power 5 powerhouse. And with the connections that she has, being that she's played in the Final Four, being that she's coached in the Final Four, being that she's been a part of national championship programs, that she has these Pac-12 connections where we're going to see non-conference games leading up to UNLV potentially being in the Power 5. They get to that. Guess what? If they build this program, if she builds this program with who she just mentioned, Mia Bell, who is also a local from Durango, played for her father, Al LaRock. And let's not forget that Lindy used to walk around that gym with basketball shorts that went down to her ankles and rubbed elbows with the likes of the Lute Olsons, the Roy Williams. Those big-time college coaches in the 90s and the thousands, she knows this game. This is her hometown. Stanford may be her school, but this is her hometown. If she builds UNLV, why does she want to leave? And if she does, after building that program up, they're going to have to pay the money to the new coach. Why not just put it in her pocket and make it lucrative to keep her here? I'm sorry. There's enough incentive in terms of if this goes to a Power 5, why is she going to go leave for another Power 5 when she's put her team into a Power 5 conference to become a Power 5 program to be nationally ranked? Number four. List five famous people you've either met or have been within five or a few feet of, but one is a lie. Ari's list is Lil John, Tom Jones, R. Kelly, Sergeant Slaughter, Carrot Top. If I were to guess on the lie, I think uh, clearly it would be Sergeant Slaughter. I'm going to say R. Kelly. Okay, so who's the lie? Willie got it. It's R. Kelly. Really? Mm-hmm. Where were you near Sergeant Slaughter? Was some I shook his in, hand indie, as a young man. Indie wrestling match in uh, Altoona or wherever you're from? Uh, no, yeah, Northeastern PA at the Catholic Youth Center where all the awesome events were when I was a young man. And yes, I liked wrestling when I was a child. I thought it was amazing. I thought Sergeant Slaughter was amazing. I got to go to an event, slap, uh, shake his hand, whatever you want to call it. So there you go. Steve used to watch. We used to watch AWA, though. Watch everything, man. I was a wrestling junkie, but I did love AWA watching it from uh, back in New Jersey when it was at the showboat. That was kind of neat. But Mad Dyke Vachon, Jerry Blackwell. It was crazy stuff. Vern Gagne. I was like, how is this guy sure. in good enough shape to wrestle? 
But I was all then I I was also used to like the super intense Royd era. Mean Gene Orkland. of the WWF. When I lived in Minnesota, when I lived in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, yes. we used to make the uh the uh like you'd see on the documentary sometimes, you used to make the with the ropes, they take the red and blue with the twine and, and around the rebar and you make the rings outside, then you put mattresses in the middle of it and they jump off the roof. Willie's list. Five famous people he's uh, met or been a few feet from. One is a lie. This was all over the internet yesterday. Robert De Niro, Walter Payton, Joe Montana, Prince, Michael Jackson. Ari? It's an impressive fake. list. I'm going to go with Michael Jackson. That's what me. I would go with. That's it. De Niro, Club Paradise. Walter Payton, Baseline UNLV Basketball. Joe Montana, Bodog Sports Betting Seminar. Prince, Studio 54 Nightclub. Oh, wow. Nice. Very nice. Number three. Why are there so many bitter media people, and especially new people to the media? I understand if you're some old fogey, bitter jackass, and you want to piss and moan about the Pro Bowl. It's one thing. But, like, even newbies to the media, kind of, like, I guess they think it's cool. Why do so many people complain about this game while so many Americans actually watch it? To show how out of touch we are sometimes with the average Joe or Jane who actually enjoy this game? I don't know why the young ones do. I know why I did personally, but I don't know about the rest of the media. Maybe it's because they don't know what what angle to come up with. I know that was a topic with two of the guys. I was sitting around. It was, you know, well, what do we write about? What do we what what you know, what angle are we taking? So I mean, the local guys should, the local media should not be complaining, considering the fact that Max Crosby got the MVP. It was held here. There's a lot of different things and topics they can come up with to find. But the game itself, if you come here to cover the game, it wasn't a game. It was a two handed, somewhat touch slop fest that, uh, uh, you know, so I, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, if you're asking, I mean, this is obviously. I was one of those media members. You were. But I would have rather been doing something else. Than, I just than, don't I don't think we as a group are very relatable sometimes. And if we're trying to relate to the snarks on social media, we're making a big mistake. Because it is such a small portion of football fans. I was at the Pro Bowl and the fans around me, there was one guy to my left who was who was a little annoyed about the two hand touch. Everyone else was taking pictures the entire time, trying to get fans. goodies, yeah. trying to like like just the the cheerleading squad comes over and it's like, there's the Panther lady. I'm like, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, okay. I mean, whatever whatever floats your boat. The 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 uh concession stands were crowded. Um it it actually they said fifty six thousand sold. I think there were thirty thousand in the building, but I can tell you inside and out, the people that went Really freaking enjoyed it. And I've said a couple of times, I stopped doing this nonsense with the Pro Bowl. Just because you don't care about something because you, you know, you've know you been in sports forever doesn't mean the average fan doesn't. And the ratings yesterday, 8.6 million people watched across ESPN and ABC. It was up 26% in ratings, up 14% in viewership. What's the problem? Do you think that anybody was – do you think that there were a good portion of fans down there, did you notice, that were inebriated? You know, I don't. I didn't think it was a, an especially drunk crowd. Well, I'm just Not wondering because it was a high if, crowd if, and they were calm, but I don't know. Because I'm just wondering because if they're walking around, they're drunk, they go up, decide to get a cup, and you know how it is. You're walking around, hey, what's up? And then you bump. You're going to spill a little bit. I guess you shouldn't really be uh, bitching about Tiltgate. By, by the way, we can get back to Tiltgate <laughs> another day. Um, I didn't see any fights. No. 
I didn't see any fights no. in I saw a lot, the, I saw the stands. I, I saw didn't see any in the concourse. I didn't see any walking out. out. I didn't see any walking in. Something you pointed out earlier, which I think should be noted and commended by the X amount of thousands of fans. What I did see from my, you know, looking down, were rival jerseys, buddying up, high-fiving. That was awesome. That was great. So on and so forth. I think the boos for Justin Herbert were more in fun because, right. oh, but it wasn't, uh, you know, as if it was a league game. And I think that, that that was a good thing. Fans coming together. Number two. So we're trying to get as much fact-finding done here about the new Raiders staff. So we talked to Jordan Rannon. If you missed that, he's the giant ESPN guy. He was talking a lot about Patrick Graham. I got a favorable impression based on what he was saying about Patrick Graham. The new defensive coordinator. Now, what you want to do is try to talk to as many Patriots players as possible, especially on the offense, uh, offensive side of the ball. I don't think they're going to crush Josh McDaniels. Maybe some would not be as uh, over the top with a glowing review, but Mac Jones, I mean, he, he should have a good opinion of Josh McDaniels. Do you think that we should be talking to New England Patriots players, or do you, maybe do you think that we should be talking to Denver Broncos players from maybe the uh, early 2010s? We can, but as we found out last week doing you know more discussion on this, it was 10 or 11 years ago. The Broncos, situation was, also, the Broncos situation was also really weird. They kind of thrust him into a Mike Shanahan-like role, and Shanahan apparently basically covered everything in the organization, coaching and beyond, and they, they thrust that all upon Josh McDaniels. So, and I liked what McDaniel said at the press conference. He yeah. said, you know what? I failed. I made mistakes. You know, I really didn't know how to manage people. So I've gotten better with that. Yeah. At the press conference, I said he somewhat won. And then you listened to it, and you agreed by the end of it. And I, I guess, you know, a guy like Mac Jones, you, ha- you have to take in consideration what he said, considering he's so young and what he was able to do in his first year, right? I mean... Who was working closing, clo- closest with him? So, and I don't think that he's going to say anything bad. I don't think he could have anything bad to say. And 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 the thing is, is when you get to this point, you're you're really not going to throw shade anyway. And I'm not saying that he's just fluffing it, but I think it's genuine. And I think that Josh McDaniels is going to come in and give the best. You know, it it. I think it really comes down to what's what we're going to be expecting here in May and OTAs. You got to wait for the draft, but. What's, what's going to take place with Derek Carr? Because every day, and we've seen this since they've announced that they were coming here, the first couple of years they've been here, but how many times this guy's got to wake up to headlines and Twitter and tagged and this and that and that he's in another trade rumor. Derek Carr's going here. Derek Cohen's there. Derek Carr, uh, a suggested trade block of this, this, that. So when it all comes down to it, who's his quarterback going to be? Who's his, who's his, what's his offense going to look like? And then we can start talking. Number one. Are you sad today? I'm a little somber. Are you all right? Yeah. I know you like Gus Bradley. I know you really liked Ritz Basaccia. Gus Bradley, D.C. officially of the Colts, and Basaccia goes to the Broncos. Nope, not the Broncos. Nope, not the Bears. The Packers. Well, that was one of the more obvious teams because of what happened in a spotlight game that bumped them from the playoffs. So the Packers are now going to bring in Basaccia. So Basaccia and Gus Bradley gone. It's official. I'm a little more upset that Gus Bradley's gone. Sasha was, was a good guy. He yeah. was a good guy. Like I, I liked him as a person, as a good good dude. He was I thought he was very like I said, I've said this before, his where he would come in with prepared notes. Forget about his weekly press conferences at, at the facility. I'm talking like after the game, he'd come in and have these bullet points and notes and well thought mm-hmm. out and 
you know, he talked about his dad a lot. I just thought he was a really genuine guy, and I don't think that you see that a lot in people, in in media members, in colleagues, and people who you think you're close with, friends, people I'm sitting next to and pressed by, and then pro athletes and whatever. And I thought that this dude was a genuine guy. I think he was a very nice man and so I, I wish him the best, and I hope that he succeeds wherever he goes. Gus Bradley, both regards as, as, as just a good dude and a coach, yes. I felt that he did his job in one year, and I actually, I enjoyed when he would come in on his day, on Thursday's coordinator day. He was very, you know, he took his time, Answered everybody specifically, and he, he they were ne- never really came across as as prepared answers, and you know, so cool game to hit tomorrow night. UNLV hosting Air Force. It's two dollar beer night. It's also Military Appreciation Night. Free tickets offered to active duty military for the game between UNLV and Air Force. And Miller Lite presents two dollar beer night. Pre-game tailgate is scheduled outside. It's a seven o'clock start. Get your tickets at UNLVtickets.com or go to the window. If you're active duty military, just have some ID and you get two free tickets and two dollar beer night. Cool event with Air Force tomorrow night. Seven o'clock start at the Thomas and Mac against your running rebels it's the big five at five brought to you by battle born injury lawyers if you've been injured call justin watkins at battle born injury lawyers 570-9000 i think the Bengals have a great chance at, at winning the football game they're very poised and they're they're just they're a good team you can tell that the synergy is there they're they're playing together they're having fun that's the most important part about this game as you as you well know that if you can't go out there and have fun with your guys then you what are you doing now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. All right, let's get down to L.A. Radio Row coverage this week is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Willie, Cofield, Ari in the Finley Toyota studios. Adam Hill on the road, Radio Row. All right, Adam, what's it like? I heard it's pretty quiet today, and I guess they've got uh, upwards of like 130 tables set up for different stations. Yeah, calm before the storm, Steve. We, we know it's going to get crazy in here, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, I was warning Jared about just how nuts it gets with you know people walking around pitching their uh, their different various celebrities and you know D listers and hey get this guy on and then we'll get you we'll get you a big guy on Friday we promise like that that craziness the uh, the flea marketization uh, of Radio Road is to start for a couple of days but uh, there are a couple of tables here a couple of stragglers kind of setting up for the rest of the week and uh, I actually feel bad for the Old Spice girls who are here to hand out deodorant and there's like. 800 uh, things of deodorant and like 12 people here. Oh my god, I love Old Spice too. It's my thing. You know, it's so it's so funny how spoiled we are sometimes in the media. I don't know if you remember, it was probably about 5 years ago we were at the Final 4 and I can't it wasn't Yeti. It was another company that had come along before Yeti and they were giving out like those big steel mugs and these idiots on uh, Final 4 Radio Row didn't take any of them. If I had ta- if I knew, I would have taken like 20 of them. It would be if anybody going through your cabinet would just find all nothing but free mugs. Yes. Why not? It's one and, of the perks. Enjoy it. And you'd have like 50, 50 more in your garage, just oh, waiting. They're, they're everywhere. I, I, I so have to drop some off to Goodwill. It's, it's, uh, it's totally out of control. All right, let's get, let's get your take on a bunch of different football topics. Then we'll talk some Raiders. 
Um, I have been extolling the virtues of the Pro Bowl. You were upstairs working it. I was downstairs. I had a good time. I had some really interesting, I thought, observations about the fans who were in attendance. Do you want to fight me on this, or do you get what I'm saying, that the average media person, you guys are jerks, Fans like it. They had 8.6 million people watching a game yesterday that social media tells me no one cares about. Well, can, can I hear your pitch? What's your pitch? Just that the fans like it? It's for the fans. The average fan is freaking gaga. Even with the weird rules yesterday, they were ooing and eyeing. I mean, there were some, like, there's some next to me, and they're, you know, they're like, break the tackle. Like, well, they, there's no real tackling, sir, but, you know, it's fine. But, well, but the lifeblood of the NFL is the fans, not you dorks upstairs. Okay, a couple things. First of all, the rules were the one thing that I thought were great. <laughs> you said the, I, the weird rules. I, th- I thought they were great. I think I they, I, and I actually think they should go a lot further. Like I should, I, I think they should have run a lot more trick plays. They should have had more offense and defense players switch sides of the ball. Like they, they should actually force you to run a trick play on like you know, at least once a series. Um, I'm trying to. There was something down the stretch. I was thinking of something as well. Like because it got kind of anticlimactic at the end of the game. Like I, I'm all for like you know what. Actually, uh, like I think you should be forced to throw like a, a deep pass in the fourth quarter on every series. Like, let's just do this. Okay. Like, like spice it up. No, I'm, I'm for that. But I, I'll, I'll make this case. You're absolutely right that. And I listen. Uh, I, if anybody read my advance of the game, it literally was, you know, shut up. Like the, the game sucks. It's stupid. It's terrible. But people like it, so let the people that like it watch it. Right. And if you don't, don't watch it and don't complain about it. Like I think that's kind of where it is. But I'll also tell you this, and it it is a really weird phenomenon to me. Um, I I know of a, a couple of people that are just casual fans that I talked to last night that said they absolutely watched it, they absolutely hated it, it was stupid. And I was like, wait a minute, why are you watching it then? I don't understand. Like, why are so many people hate watching? This event, I don't really understand that aspect of it, and I guess it's hey, it's the only thing on. I guess you could make that that case, or hey, it is still you know great football players. It's something to bet on. Like all those things are true. I don't I don't get why so many people watch it and then complain about it. Like I don't that part I don't understand, but I do understand it's some of the biggest stars in, the, in football. It's a chance for people in Las Vegas to see them up close. Chance for people to see Allegiant Stadium. Like I think the game is stupid. I do. I, I don't. I don't find the redeeming value in it, except that people like it and they watch it, so let them watch it. Like, I'm not going to complain about it and, and say it should go away. If people enjoy watching it, let them watch it. All right, so wait a minute, Adam. I didn't get a chance to chime in before the Pro Bowl talk, in between after the radio row. I got to get this question out real quick here because this is your element, dude. This is like you're my hip-hop you know, partner in crime on Media <laughs> Row. I'm wondering who you're looking forward to maybe bumping into Throughout this week, Radio Row, Media Day, whatever, because uh, you, because I remember one of the most excited times you were as a radio host is when you guys got to get Ice Cube on here. Who are you sure. looking forward to run into, given the halftime show this week? Well, if they brought, you know, Eminem or or Kendrick in, I mean, of course. Like, well, you never know amazing. who they're going to bring in because of well, the show. Yeah, Mary, the press conference. Mary J. Sure, that'd be okay. great too. I mean, the press conference is Wednesday, so I mean, if if at any time if they're going to be here at any time, it'll be Wednesday. Um, that would be awesome. I would like to see them, but it, it's going to be, it is, it's insane. I, I think people would be stunned by who's walking around here and they're all pitching something. They have, they have a reason to be on the show and, you know, advertise and that's fine. Uh, but it would be cool for any of them to walk around. I, I think that would be great. Anybody from the halftime show, any, there's a ton of players, there's a ton of media people. Um, I mean, I think 
Steve could, I'm sure, guess uh, that we are very close to a booth where I think Pat McAfee's doing a show. I would love to meet oh. Pat McAfee. That would be cool. Uh, there's a lot of those people around here. And listen, seeing old friends, like you just, you, you run into people on Radio Row. I've talked to a bunch of people today that um, that we know or, you know, friends of our show or friends around the league and that sort of thing. So uh, that's fun too. Like all of it is fun and it's all, it's all, you'll hear people complaining about it all week and all complain about it, but it's more being silly. Uh, I, I think it's a it's a fun thing, but also a very silly and ridiculous thing. I mean, it's it's preposterous that this exists, but it's also cool. Is there an over under on how many Trenta coffees you'll have? Uh, I don't. I mean, I, whatever number you said, it's going to go over. Uh, <laughs> although, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to do the Uh-oh. the typical media, you know, complain about things. It was tough to find coffee here, so. Uh, and Starbucks is far away, so it, it's going to be tricky. Where is the convention center? It's right next to – I was. I almost said right next to Staples Center, Steve. It's right next to Crypto.com Arena. Yeah, it's right behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right there? Yeah. Yeah. I think I never walk around – what is it on the left? Uh, whatever. Who cares? I'm, I'm like, it's, it's, it literally direction. looks like the, – the Crypto Center so it's literally no, it's looks like no, it's a part of it. It's like by Nokia and yeah. all that. Yeah. Okay. It's on the other side. It's if you it, LA Live is on the other side of Crypto from here. So that's a good spot. Yeah, but uh, no. But, uh, first of all, and and we do this all the time. We had, I think, eleven different uh, people that were working here tell us eleven different places where Radio Row was. Right, we right. Well, like, there's always confusion at the beginning. <laughs> of course, there's always but confusion here, at the beginning. Th- that's one of the reasons you're here early too. You find you settle in, you're good. You know where it is, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be bringing coffee tomorrow. No question about that. Adam Hill, Radio Row. We come back with Adam. Let's talk about uh, the latest Vegas just can't handle pro sports, or at least athletes can't handle Vegas story with Alvin Kamara. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company. company. F the NFL. They're exploitive. They're anti-American. They're a thousand percent woke. And for entertainment, this Super Bowl, who do we have? Snoop Dogg and his friend, Dr. Dre, two guys who really love the slogan, F the police. Yeah, F the police. At this moment, these guys, one who helped coin the phrase, the other who sings it all the time, F the police. Did Greg Kelly just pull out material from, was that 89? 87? I don't think you're right on that. And was that even accurate? What do you mean? Well, he said somebody, one of them coined it and the other one sang it. No, the same person that coined it and sang it was with NWA. Snoop wasn't around then. Okay. That right. was with NWA, Easy E, Ice Cube, Yella, Adam, right? 88 in between? Yeah, but I, th- I think Snoop did it uh, on stage at a festival a couple of years ago. Okay, so he, but, so I mean, he, it, he, he performed a- it, but the person that coined it and sang it and originated and so on and so forth when it began was all Dr. Dre and N.W.A. It's a massive stretch, obviously. Very big. Yeah. It's obviously a hater take. I cannot wait until the halftime show, social media. Oh, Like, I'm actually, I think I'm going to reach out to people who bitch and moan about the halftime show every year and go, do you have your stupid tweet ready? Saturday, because I know you're going to complain about it. I wish I could be next to Adam just to see him take the journalist hat off and become a fan for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's actually going to be like the only 13 minutes this week that I'm not on social media. (laughs) I'm actually going to be watching. Yeah, that'll be cool. 
be really cool. All right, so what's going on? Uh, we're getting another, hey, Vegas sucks. Athletes can't handle it there instead of athletes who get in trouble can't handle it anywhere. But Alvin Kamara, what do you know about the story? Went down to Dre's. Apparently someone was battered. Um, I, would I would advise everyone on arrest stories that you should hold off to get all the facts, but people started going crazy with the anti-Vegas stakes. So what do we know about Kamara? Yeah, uh, obviously the incident went down very early Sunday morning. Uh, uh, the victim, or the alleged victim in, in this case, is uh, you know was treated for pretty major injuries uh, after the incident happened. Uh, Kamara was escorted off the property with his group and then arrested after the Pro Bowl at Allegiant Stadium uh, once police got uh, all the information and it had interviewed uh, the the person in the hospital and talked to a bunch of witnesses. So uh, sounds like there was some sort of disagreement uh, getting on an elevator between the gentleman and Kamara's group and whoever said whatever and whatever went down between the parties. Sounds like the guy put a hand on Kamara's chest. Kamara slapped it away to get off of me. And then uh, it got ugly from there. Um, or excuse me, Kamara put his hand on the other guy's chest the guy slapped it away, and then Kamara and his group allegedly uh, brutally uh, attacked this person. Right. Uh, sounds like 16 stomps after the person was on the ground and several punches as well. Uh, Kamara allegedly told police that the guy was running away. Uh, video did not indicate that was the case. Boy. Uh, he, said, he said the guy was trying to get away because he had done something wrong and trying to escape, and they were trying to keep him there. So a lot will come out. Obviously, there was supposed to be a hearing today. That did not happen, and uh, that will be moved back to uh, March uh, there's the first uh, the first hearing on this case, so uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, obviously, as you said, uh, allegations and police reports are not uh, necessarily facts, and uh, we'll see how how the case re resolves later on. And yet, Las Vegas once again is catching the blame because it's here. Um, yet, all these other things that have taken place, uh, or that you know, over the last how many months, where we've on this show said, wow, big weekend in Las Vegas for sports. Unbelievable weekend for sports in Las Vegas. And that included Raiders games. So there are times where there are pro sports, there are things coming to Las Vegas, but we're ignoring things that are taking place outside of Las Vegas, different times. How many times has there been crime during a Super Bowl week? Never. Or mur no, no, Never. Mur no murders are ever, right? Never. Actually, I, I checked the stats today. Uh, before this year, or excuse me, before last year when the Raiders moved to Vegas, uh, no NFL player had ever been arrested. Wow. Interesting. It started last year. Those yeah. are, that's, those are analytics for you. Deep data dive. Never had never been in trouble. No allegations. Nothing. Nothing no had drug ever arrest, happened. No drug arrests. No DUIs. No, no murders. No. Nothing has ever taken place prior to the NFL coming to Las Vegas. I was surprised too, but yeah, that's that. You know, once you look at the data and the and the analytics of that, that's that's the truth. Crazy. Adam Hill is with us on Radio Row. Super Bowl coverage this week is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Call Justin and Matt for any advice. You got a case, you got trouble, your case not moving along with another attorney. Screw them! Give them a call. 570-9000 is the number. So I read last week that first Sean Desai was going to be a coup if they got him as DC, the Raiders. And then uh, when they got Patrick Graham, that was also a coup. Um, so tell us how this worked out, why one got the job over the other, and what are you hearing from football people about Patrick Graham, the new defensive coordinator? Uh, very smart guy. That's the first the first thing you hear all the time. 
<laughs> so uh, nerd, definitely. Uh, I, I think my favorite uh, part of this week was uh, asking C.D. Lamb, a uh, receiver from the Cowboys the other day, uh, what he thought of Patrick Graham and what the Giants do defensively and how uh, how Raiders fans can expect the Raiders to play defense. And C.D. Lamb said, you know, mixes things up really well, does a lot of great, great work, tough to prepare for. And then you look up the stats of C.D. Lamb and he destroyed the Giants. <laughs> So I mean I don't I don't know how much to take out of that, uh, but you know the book on on Patrick Graham is that he's he's a very smart guy and um, you know we'll see that's that's the first thing you hear and I know you've kind of made fun of that the last couple of days like it's literally the first sentence of every story about Graham, uh, but he is that's that's what everybody will tell you and um, I think you know if you look at how the Giants played defensively it's not you know they weren't earth beaters, uh, but I, I think that you know that had a lot to do with personnel as well. Uh, he's he's had success uh, over the years, and I think his system uh, may be better than the parts right. that were there. I think he's a good hire. Um, I'm not so sure on the next two that uh, are coming here possibly. Well, we know Chris Ash is in as defensive backs coach. Joe Judge could be the special teams coach. Are those coups? Uh, Joe Judge will not be the special teams coach. Not getting hired or different position or he doesn't want to coach? Well, maybe he'll he'll be brought in at some point, but yeah. uh, they they did they did uh, they are hiring a special teams coach. If you were to believe uh, the tweet of random person uh, on Twitter, uh, PMI Mitt on Twitter, not a lot of people have heard of him, maybe, uh, but he said the Raiders have agreed to terms with special teams coordinator Tom McMahon. I've seen uh, I've seen some buzz on that one. Well, that is uh, Tom McMahon's son, by the way. Okay, so I'm believing that that's the case. Oh wow. Yeah, that's right. uh. And right. By the way, uh, Tom McMahon's son is also um, one of the interns and producers on the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee. Oh wow. Played Pat McAfee played for Tom McMahon. Let's do it. Little nepotism in radio. Keep doing it. Sure. Uh, he, by the way, he you would you would love it. Is they, he awesome? No, he is a very, his role on the show is complete moron, and they just beat him up brutally. Why would I? Why, by the way, why would I love that? You admit you know. would love that. That's true. That's why I love it. Uh, but yeah, Tom McMahon was uh, was the Colts special teams coordinator under McAfee, uh, or, or you know, when McAfee was there. Excuse right. me. So um, there's that connection there. But yeah, I mean, I, listen. I think a lot of people have brought up the silly play that the uh, the Colts tried that uh, fake punt, which was uh, one of the mo- most disastrous plays in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Pat McAfee has told the story of that before. I don't think that's the coordinator's fault. Uh, that was just uh, some circumstances that took place. He's been a, a you know I think he's had a job as a special teams coordinator every year for the last 14 years. He knows what he's doing. Uh, clearly a veteran. I know people wanted Bisaccia. It wasn't going to happen. You can't have a guy that's that beloved that was the head coach yeah. then move back to special teams coordinator. It just was not going to work. Uh, I, I understand why people wanted that, but that was that was not in practicality uh, going to work out. So um, makes some sense. They go Tom McMahon. That's I think a pretty good hire. Good reputation around the league for sure uh, as a special teams coach. Why would Basaccia take the Packers over the Bears, the Broncos, and others? I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, part of it, you know, probably is. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, tradition. I mean, who wouldn't want to, who wouldn't want to work if you're a football person like he is, and he's a football person at heart. I think that's a you know a cool place to work and a cool organization to be a part of uh, for sure. And you know, I, I think that there is some expectation if Aaron Rodgers does come back, if that were to happen, like this is a team that could compete, and they were really a special teams, a uh, couple of botched special teams plays away from potentially making a Super Bowl run. So uh, I think that makes some sense from that perspective. 
Adam, stick around. Adam's hanging out on uh, Radio Row, Super Bowl LA at the Convention Center. Things really pick up uh, tomorrow and the remainder of the week, but we'll get Adam to start reaching into the grab bag and get to uh, more football-related stories. And, uh, boy, we lost one of our favorite athletes. It looks like um, a WNBA star is off to L.A. Bad news. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, dude. Adam Hill's with us in L.A. He's at Radio Row. Um, Let's go in the bag here and we'll have Willie kind of Man, this conversation, I uh, saw a story come down, Willie, you did, that uh, a serious XM golf analyst got fired because he made comments about the WNBA. Mark Lai is out at Sirius XM. What did he say to get fired? He said, you know, the LPGA tour to me is a completely different tour than it was 10 years ago. You couldn't pay me to watch. You really couldn't because I just couldn't relate at all. It's kind of like, you know, if you're a basketball player, I'm not trashing anybody. Please don't take it the wrong way. But I saw some highlights of ladies basketball. Man, is there a gun in the house? I'll shoot myself rather than watch that. Uh, first, Willie. Fireable offense? <sighs> When I saw the headline, I clicked and I and I read through and I was and I I had to read the quote twice to see if he disparaged anyone in particular and really downplayed and and to be honest with you, I I I don't know if it's fireable. I get it where you know he it, it it's it's subliminal, but man, is there a gun in the house? I'd shoot myself and watch that. That's that's on him. But he doesn't attack. I don't think he attacks anybody personally. So I don't know maybe if he gets, if it's suspended and, hey, you got to tone it down. But fireable, I'm not sure because I don't know if he attacks somebody specific. And he's a golf guy. So he sh- if anything, he, the reason should have maybe been against LPGA, not women's basketball. Adam Hill? Yeah, I mean, I don't. People, I don't think people should be fired for things they say anyway. So I obviously don't think he should be fired. I don't even know what the is the problem. Are they going after him for what he said about women's basketball or making light of suicide? Which either way, I don't. I don't think he should be fired. Wow. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the issue even is. He followed up with, you know, I love watching the men's basketball. I love watching the men's golf. I never used to like watching ladies' golf, but I will tell you this. I've been up close watching these ladies play because I used to have a big function every year called the Lucas Cup, and I'd have LPGA players and PGA Tour players. His co-host said, good luck getting WNBA stars to come play for you. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Liz Cambage off to L.A. I have nothing to say about it. So the report is that I already, I, already said, I already said everything I needed to say on Thursday when I was suggesting that uh, the Aces do need to get rid of her. So it worked out, and uh, they must there you have go. heard you. Mark, Mark Davis heard you. Sure. So either that or the LA Sparks did, because it sounds like she's headed to play for good luck. Good luck, Vegas in LA. Enjoy rival. it. Uh, Liz Cambage, Adam. Go. Aces better for it. Be careful. Be careful what you say now. I'm in, I'm in L.A. She might be here. Stick <laughs> <Take> your <laughs> hand in around. there, Dave. Yeah, there you go. Looking That's around. it. Um, interesting. Boy, it, it is funny how many people in the South and the Midwest love to take shots at California and L.A. specifically. Uh, the governor 
I'm sure, you know, appealing to his base and trying to shore up votes for the future, said of Lincoln Riley, the governor of Oklahoma, uh, quote, can you imagine leaving a place like Norman, Oklahoma for a place like Southern California? Yes. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. Yes. Fireball, yes. Fireball of offense. Yes. Of course, yes. Could you imagine... Can you imagine thinking Oklahoma is a better place to live than Southern California? I don't want to know those people. Like, I'm sure they exist. I'm sure they, they those people are on planet Earth. I don't want to know them. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to them. So good. Stay in Oklahoma. Like, nobody in, the, in cool parts of the country wants you around. <laughs> stay there. Edmond, Oklahoma might be better than Norman, Oklahoma, only because Shannon Miller the former gymnast lived there, but yeah, I'd what? much rather wow. be in Southern. Where did that gymnastic where did that knowledge? Come, where did that come from? <laughs> Isn't that where Blake Griffin is from? Wouldn't he be the just as famous? I'm, and I'm pulling that out of my, you know what? Please does, look that up. Does Does Blake Griffin live there now? <laughs> no, I don't Pick think so. There, yeah, I don't think so. I wonder why he's not there. <laughs> okay, I wonder why. Okay, well maybe this is what the governor is speaking about. A uh, Philip Barnett on Twitter. I already love this one. Uh, tweeted out my uncle, a reformed crip. Posted tips for those coming to L.A. for the Super Bowl weekend, and I'm over here crying. Do you want to hear the tips? Yes. Oh, you got, we got to do the tips. I'm, I'm, Steve, I'm here. I need to know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the game is in Englewood. Don't be fooled by the gentrification. It's still the hood. Please don't come out here trying to floss what you got with your PPP <laughs> loans. Okay, weren't those like isn't two that, years ago? Is that Englewood? I don't know. Okay. Uh, there is nowhere to park. Don't rent a car. Be prepared to take Uber. That is that crip knowledge? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I don't, I don't think so. If you do, re- I mean, this is very, like, good, just basic advice. I don't know that you had to be a former gang member to know this. If you do rent a car, remember, get gas uh, at almost $5 a gallon. Again, I suggest Uber, Lyft. The clubs, bar, lounges will be ridiculously priced. Prepare to drop 30 to 60 to park if you're lucky and 100 to get in. Um I, I think that's everywhere. I, I Every, don't think that's crit based. Uh, another one. Everyone in LA has the Omarion. <laughs> okay. The Omarion. Omarion. Yeah. Uh, is that supposed to be Omicron? Actually, numbers yeah. are down. So just so, accept yeah, it. Yeah, numbers are down. I, I, I would think that's not accurate. I, I don't think this. I don't think this guy is an epidemiologist. Let, so let me ask you this: Considering how he worded this, uh, everyone in LA. So if you get it, do you? Was is there is a response? You got. You just got served. I mean, Remember the movie? sure. Yes, yeah, sure. It's, I, I got the I got the reference. That was okay. good. Yeah. Um, I don't like these. Don't sound like they came from a reformed gangler. It sounds like somebody that works at like Walmart. They're like, homeless, friendly. There are homeless people everywhere. A lot of them. Don't be alarmed when you see their apartment-sized tents on the streets and freeways. Unfortunately, those are the times we live in. I mean, this is very reasoned stuff. Yeah, I don't. I mean, first of all, I I I'm going to look at this as. Solid, good advice. I I think the person that said, like I'm lo- like I'm dying. What did they? What did they say? I'm over here crying. Why? Because I feel like these are just <laughs> sane well, things. I'm, I'm kind of reading the entire list. So let me the ones that were highlighted. Don't go sightseeing in the hood. The movies and TV shows are not real. Uh, oh, it's not as bad as it was. But oh, but still, uh, just because you uh, see palm trees doesn't mean you're in a safe place to walk it at uh, at night or day. And let's see. Yeah, I don't, I don't love this. I don't love this. <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing. We, we've we all been to L.A., so I think we're... Well, but hold on! I'm gonna, I want to say something I don't want to get laughed at. Okay. I think we are all very street savvy. I couldn't even get that out. 
The street that the street that Adam it will be on for Radio Row and Crypto dot com arena and all that uh, Figaro has been in all of Adam's favorite hip hop uh, uh, stars that are performing in, in all their songs. Oh, Figueroa hotel on the same street too. I mean, just you, it doesn't the- take a travel. You don't have to travel too far to hit South Central. No, it's right. It's right there. Yeah, I might go walk over there tonight. Radio Row coverage, hardcore football talk all week. You know it. That's the way we do it. It's brought to you by Battleborne Injury Lawyers, 5709000. Battleborne understands the tactics and uh, insurance companies use to try and reduce the amount of money they pay to accident and injury victims. They can counter these methods so uh, you can receive the money you deserve. The company will not cooperate. They are ready to battle for you. Call Battleborne today, 5709000. Adam, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Appreciate it very much. Yes, sir. Hill in the hood. Willie Ramirez, Cofield, Ari, good job today. We'll see you tomorrow.